Welcome to AACS Today, the official podcast of the American Association of Christian Schools. Thank you for joining us on this episode of AACS Today. On the podcast, we're tackling the big issues facing Christian schools right now. And with the coronavirus pandemic impacting so many of our schools, our current focus with the podcast is helping you work through the questions you're facing in these unprecedented times. My name is Matt Tiskus, Regional Director for the AACS and host of AACS Today. On today's show, we want to welcome Scott Barron. He joins me to discuss how schools can use the next 90 days to advance the quality and sustainability of their schools. Scott is the founder, and I love this, Chief Reinvention Officer of School Growth. And as an entrepreneur, author, and educator, his passion is helping people and organizations achieve greater purpose and joy. School Growth is committed to growing schools and the people who have the courage to lead them. Today, we're just going to scratch the surface of developing a 90-day crisis response plan. If you're interested in diving into this topic more, Scott has a free one-hour recorded webinar available at schoolgrowth.com slash 90, that's nine zero dash days. And we will put that link in the show notes. He'll also be offering AACS schools a discount code for his upcoming webinar on Thursday, April 23rd. The code will provide $50 off the regular price of $199 per school. Be sure to listen to the end of the episode to get the code, but I'll give you a little hint. It's four letters you might recognize. Scott, welcome to the podcast. And as we get started, tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your journey and tell us about school growth. Oh, thank you, Matt. Well, you know, I started school growth after working in education leadership in, in Christian schools for 14 years. And, you know, I had the privilege of, of helping schools that had gone through, you know, some, some phases of, of, of turmoil and dysfunction and help them find their path out of that and find a path forward. And, you know, you know, and, and with your experience in, in Christian school leadership, you know, uh, learning Christian school education, if anything should be joyful, it ought to be that, right? Because I mean, we're not just teaching the facts of English, math, science, and history, right? We get to teach also, you know, an inspired faith. And that's, that's really exciting. So I love what we do. We get the, we get the privilege of working with schools literally all around the world. I had no idea that, that, that God would open the doors that he has, but we've had over the last decade, have had the chance to work with well over 6,000 schools and across 30 plus countries, really helping them figure out how do we get past the barriers to growth. And that's not just enrollment. That really is about how, how do we, sometimes it's just growing up. Um, how, how do we get past some of the, the internal barriers and the external uh, uh, issues that are keeping us from achieving our goals? And but but also as you said, it's it's also how do we find the joy in leadership and in life, and that's what we think really education should be about. We love learning, we love schools, and our our ministry is to educational leaders. Our job is to love them and give them the support they need so they can do a, a more effective job at loving teachers and creating the best environment for very talented, energized, engaged educators to thrive. And so. That's that's uh, kind of the, the, that background has en- enabled us to really reach out to a, a wide range of schools to cross pollinate ideas. Many, many of them are faith-based schools, and some are not. 
but you know, tip, overall, where schools are growing and they're they're improving in quality, it's really good for kids, and that's what gets us excited. Yeah, and Scott, you talked about your ministry to school leaders and how yeah. important leadership is, and now here we are in such a unique time in in the, the history of the world, if I, if I should say, but definitely, definitely in the history of our country. Um, right. Talk to me, Scott, about how important the mindset of a school leader is during this unprecedented time in our country's history. Well, Matt, I mean, leaving a school, we have a lot of data to show this, that, that K-12 schools are the most complex organizations in our economy. So from, even without the issues that are happening and, and the uncertainty and the chaos from a pandemic, it's already really one of the most difficult jobs that, that we have. And then you add this on to it, and boy, it's, you know, it, it's, it just is, is not for the faint of heart, for sure. Uh, what we are are seeing is that you know the, in any, at any point in time, uh, if, if you look at the evidence around you know business organizations or school organizations or the nonprofits, the ones that win are the ones who have a leadership that has two important characteristics. One is that they're humble. And that was clearly in the in the data evidence that uh, Jim Collins you know found in his research on good to great right you had to have that level five leader who had the humility they were willing to listen they were willing to learn they were willing to make adaptations that's good and the second thing was they have a hunger I mean I they have a passionate you know driven desire to get through the barriers and they're not going to give up and you really got to have both. To, to lead a school today with all of the pressures, with all the complexities, trying to maintain. Now you're trying to maintain an ecosystem of relationships that's distributed. Normally it's centered on the campus and now it's decentralized across all the homes in your, in your community. Well, that's tough. And, and so it, the mindset is absolutely critical. You've got to have that combination of that growth mindset, but you also, you, you just got to have the guts to do this. You got to get in there and fight. And, and, you know, sometimes it's getting in that lion's den or you, you got to go up against the Goliath and you have to, yes, you have to have the faith, but you know, David had rocks in his pockets too. <laughs> he, he wasn't just showing up, you know, blind faith. He was prepared to fight as well. And, and that's where I think uh, the school leaders that are doing the best, uh, they've got the discipline. They're prepared. They're not, they're not just sitting back waiting on this to happen to them. They're determined that they're going to use this as, as, a, as an opportunity and convert it into a, a, a way to grow. Yeah, and that rests on the shoulders of our leaders who, who are the listeners of this podcast. So I, I hope they take to heart what you, you just said because they are going to set the tone for the school and for the organization. So, so key. But as we think about, yes. Scott, the next few months before mm-hmm. us, there's a lot of unknowns. But we do know right. this. This is a critical season for, for schools because it's really oh, a yes. moment season. But as <laughs> as Christian schools look ahead to next year, you're yeah. encouraging folks to think in terms of a 90-day crisis response plan. Why 90 days? Okay, so number one, this is not a new uh, recommendation. Uh, for, for us, we have been using 90-day plans for the last decade, mm. and we have proven that that is the most effective way to, to learn and advance at school, especially in a highly competitive market. You, you have to become not only an effective teaching organization, but an effective learning organization. And so the 90-day planning gives you a chance to 
it, it's, it's what we call breakthrough strategy. I mean, the, the best way to begin to change your culture and to learn, learn faster is to shorten up your, your planning cycles. And we recommend a 90-day cycle so that you can test some things. You can try that. You, know, you don't have to commit for a whole year or two or three right. years. This, is, this is, gives you a chance to innovate. And in every industry, they do this except education. Right. I mean, in education, sometimes our time frames are August to August and trying to innovate. And that's, that's you just can't do that. Right. And this, this actually gives you four cycles in a year when you think in terms of 90 days to, to plan and to try things. Now, Scott, as we, as we think about the context of each school, uh, you often talk about the four domains of a school setting. So tell us what those domains are, if you would. Yeah. So, and that, that comes from a long, uh, you know, research that we did really uh, over a 10 year period where what we discovered was again, schools are organized very differently and it's important for board members, for pastors and others to, to really understand that, that schools are very complex and, and they're designed differently. Every school has its own context, which is the mission, the core values, the, the target market value proposition. I'll, all those pieces. So it's, it's, it's important to know that the four domains exist within a context mm-hmm. and any, any school that wants to grow, whether it's short-term tactical 90 day planning or long-term strategic planning really needs to have clarity around that context. But then within that context, there's, there are four domains of governance, operations, administration, and learning, right? So governance is that's our board. And, and so we, you know, how we, uh, design our our governance model and right. its efficiency and, and and how well you know. No, here's the truth, Matt. No school will outgrow the leadership capacity of its board. Right, the law of the lid. Right, yeah, yep. the law of the lid, John Maxwell. Exactly. So, so we have to know that putting people on the board because they happen to be a member of a church or they happen to have you know some relationship or something else. Well, uh, that's okay in terms of trying to maintain control. But it's not necessarily the best interest of our teachers and students. So, you know, what's what's the best way to optimize the, the, the board? And it's not the it's not the head of school's job to try to engage the board. The board ought to come with that. So so there's the governance model, and then there's the operations, which is all the non-curricular functions, you know, admissions, development, uh, facilities, you know, all, all those things. And then there's the administration domain, which is where we set the, the curricular culture and the curricular programming, et cetera, build out our, our, our teaching, our teachers and, and the rest. Mm-hmm. And then there's the learning domain where we actually deliver that day-to-day experience for our customers or they're also called students right right and that's so, and that's where our our schools all schools over the last four weeks have experienced incredible change oh yeah through how we deliver the deliver the content oh yeah right yeah absolutely right and so what's what's interesting is in our conversations with heads of schools is is that uh, they have seen that their best teachers have really accelerated and this has given them a chance to you know, test out some new teaching methods and, and they're, they're tired because this is already an exhausting time of year anyway, but they're still, they're, they're in it to win it. And their weakest teachers have really become weaker. Mm. Uh, this has only accelerated that, that difference. And um, so, and again, another opportunity to be aware of in, in education, we're in the human resources business. 
right? Unless you're, unless you're totally delivering through digital content, you're in the teacher business. And, and, and so it's important that that becomes a, a priority. If, if you're doing short or long-term planning, that has to remain the top priority. Uh, so that's why that, that contributes to the conversation around, you know, recruiting and, and talent and, and, and culture building, all of that plays together for us to be able to create a team of incredibly gifted educators, right? Talented, engaged, energized educators, and then love them like they are. That, that is the true calling of education leadership. Yeah, that's, that's a good, and it's been really encouraging to see, I know in our world, our schools respond and, and pivot in this way. And we've had really great feedback from um, our school leaders and the feedback they're getting from their families. Uh, so I think, I think we're, we're doing a good job at, in the pivot in that domain. But as we think right. about our, our, a 90-day plan from a school perspective, um, what domain do you think uh, a school should be focusing on since we've had so much change already in the learning domain? But yeah, kind of a tough question. Yeah, yeah. And well, it, it all depends on where they are. Uh, really, uh, like you said earlier, this is probably the worst time of year for all this to happen to <laughs> private schools, right? Mm. right in the middle of the admissions season. Uh, you know, the, the, the uncertainty now, you know, a lot of schools, uh, man, I'll be honest with you. We're, we're expecting to see a significant um, dropout rate, I'll say, for private schools in the next few months mm-hmm. because many of them coming through the spring semester – you know, we have, they're, they're operating based on internal loans. In other words, they're using the prepays for next year to pay for the rest of this current year. Right. And then they're looking for the prepays for next year, the, the payments to be able to carry through the summer. Right. Well, that's all gone. Right. And so now some schools are going to have to enroll 50, 60, 70% of their students for 2020-21 in the next 60 days. Mm. Well, that's tough. And yes. so, you know, we're, there's, there's no doubt that, that enrollment will be, so that, that operations domain enrollment will be a very high priority uh, for, I doubt that a lot of time is going to be spent on the governing domain. I mean, right. some, some at the higher end might, uh, but, but the, the schools that serve middle-class families are going to have to work really hard to fight through this. Uh, because that's the, the, those are the families that are going to suffer the most. The, the the lower income families are still going to have government support in a lot of states, right? And the upper income families they have more options. It's the it's the and this is primarily ACS schools that are serving middle class families, mm. and so we're going to have to work hard, really, really hard. And it's it's going to be in the operations domain in terms of enrollment. It's going to be so, you know, revenue generation. We got to figure out how to make money, and then, and then, and then in the learning domain, and the operation, and the, and the administration domain. So we're thinking about this ninety-day plan. What questions should we be asking? You you mentioned some of those questions uh, just just a few, couple of moments ago, but any any other questions that our leaders should be asking as they think about developing uh, a ninety-day plan? Yeah, I think they have to rethink their story. I mean, that's the, uh, the the biggest thing is is have we truly nailed down? Sometimes sometimes it's called the brand narrative, right? Mm-hmm. What is it that we want to tell our families, and how do we how do we shift that narrative 
where we're really inviting them into a relationship where we're helping them be the hero of their story versus us having to be the hero. Right. Most of the time we're telling an egocentric story that really emphasizes us and the families today are far more excited about you helping them achieve their goals than them having to come into your world and helping you accomplish your goals. Mm. Right. So that narrative is really, really important. But also coming together as a team, if, 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 if all the, you know, if, for the administrators that are listening to this today, if you go back and read Jim Collins, Good to Great, many of you did, or at least you perused it a little bit, or, or it's at least sitting on your bookshelf. <laughs> so go back and read the first chapter, just the first chapter. And, and in the first chapter, you, you know, Collins, while the book is, is generally assumed to be about businesses, the first three sentences are not about business, Matt. He actually talks about schools. Mm-hmm. In there, he says that, you know, good is the, is the enemy of great. And mm-hmm. primary, the, the reason, the primary reason why we have, uh, we don't have great schools. We is have good schools. Have good schools. Yep. Right? He talks about schools in the first three sentences, not business. Yeah. Right? Fascinating. But then he goes on to describe that there's a pathway to greatness. It starts with disciplined people. Right, you don't get to take a shortcut on that, and and building a team of disciplined people takes years in a private school in a Christian school. Mm-hmm. You got to work hard at it. It takes three or four years to get to the point that you have a disciplined team at minimum. Mm-hmm. Then you get to move to disciplined thinking. In other words, you come together and you start functioning as a truly a mastermind together, solving problems at a higher level, asking better questions, facing the brutal facts. And then you get to move to disciplined action, mm. right? I, I wish that, listen, if you're running a school right now, go back and look at that and make a commitment. Use this as a time to make a commitment that, you know, if, if you're going to put Jesus's name on this, it ought to be great. Mm. It ought to have a conviction to it. Mm. And I think that our, our Christian school leaders, boy, I'd love to see come out of this a renewed, a, a revival of commitment to great schools. And that, that requires, again, a, a path that has no shortcuts. It's a narrow way, you might say. And, it, <laughs> and, and, and you have to follow each of the three milestones, disciplined people to disciplined thinking to disciplined action. That is the way. Mm, that's good. Let's let's pivot to this question then as we kind of wind down the podcast. If we're thinking about um, a school leader who's wanting to tackle the next 90 days to take us into the month of July or, or right through the end of the month of July, the end of the fiscal year for most of our schools, yeah. uh, from, a, from a DIY perspective, Scott, how does a leader map out this plan? Let's say they're starting today. Um, yeah. Let's briefly just walk through that together. How can they do that? Well, we actually did we, we did a webinar on that today, and it's available to watch on the on schoolgrowth.com. So if you go to, you go to schoolgrowth.com slash ninety dash days, okay, so ninety days, you can you can watch that podcast, and it, it describes the the the, pro, the process that we use to create the ninety day plan, and um, it, it's it's not hard to do. It does require again, it's you know, hey, it's discipline. You got to get you got to work through it. But it, it's not it, – again, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty straightforward process. You can build a 90-day plan in a day, right? 
And it, it, you know, if, you, if you have two days to work on it, and, and a lot of schools are doing that through what we call a leadership retreat, mm-hmm. where they're getting together on even online. You could do this where you get together, you, you kind of map out the right questions, and you're trying to build that synchronization. So mm-hmm. it starts off with that context. We're making sure that we have agreement on our target market, our value proposition, our mission, our core values. So, for example, a lot of schools they they talk about core values. But they really don't have behavioral core values. Mm. This is what we, you know, we collectively believe together, not theologically, but behaviorally. Right. And this is what we're going to hold ourselves accountable to. Because if you don't have accountability to, to your core values, you don't have core values. Right? Mm. I mean, if you look at the, the organizations that we both know uh, are, are incredible when it comes to their their service delivery and their excellence. If you look at a Chick-fil-A or a Hobby Lobby or Disney or Publix or Norse, I mean, these are organizations where their core values, these people are radically, they're nuts about their core values. Yeah. Those are not, those are not negotiables. Right. (laughs) Those are absolute. If you go to, if you work at a Chick-fil-A, but you, 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 you have some experience there, Matt, right? Does a, does a, does a kid there have an option of whether to say my pleasure when the customer says thank you? No, they don't. As a matter of fact, what did I read about core values or at places like that? They're as subtle as a punch in the nose, I believe is what, uh, how it was. I love it. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, this is not an option, right? So, so that's where you got to figure this out, and and it, it, why not start now, right? Why not use this as the, as a trigger for that? So, it starts with the context, and then you move into uh, then trying to figure out, well, you know, if if our mission is to deliver outstanding, of the term excellence is used on almost all school websites. No, it, it, no, it's not. No, it's kind of <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Um, but if so, if if you say, okay, we're we're here to deliver excellent Christian education, okay, well then. If that's true, then what should be true about your school? So you first, you go through that process of what we do, we call alignment. Mm. Then we say, what should be true, right? What should be true about our board? What what should be true about our facilities? What should be true about our instructional model? What should be true about our finances? What should be true about our relationship with students and families and faculty, right? What should be true about the quality of our faculty and their engagement, right? And then, and then we have to go through and be honest and face the brutal facts to say, well, what is true, mm. right? And there's going to be a gap, right? There's, there's going to be sometimes there's a really big gap. There's mm-hmm. a scary big gap between what should be, I mean, with true conviction and what is. Is yep, yep. And then we move to the, the so we acknowledge that gap, and then we say, well, okay, that's as they say in Texas, it is what it is. Right? <laughs> so, so then we say, okay, well. That's that's a hard pill to swallow, but okay. So, well, what could we do then? What could we do now that would begin to close some of the gaps there, right? And and then we so then we look at it and say, well, okay, we've got all these op this big list of coulds. How do we narrow that down to a, a, a finite list of of three to five initiatives that we could accomplish in ninety days that would begin to address those gaps? Now, there's a lot of research around this. So you could read books like uh, Lean Startup or Business Model Generation or Breakthrough Strategy or uh, the, the Progress Principle. When you start achieving those short-term 90-day goals, it is amazing. You get a win. Level, huh? You get a win. Yeah, you get a lot of wins. Right. And what happens is you have then you have two key things that every – that every school leader needs. You have evidence. You have data evidence of you delivering on your promises. 
And I can tell you for sure, we've done focus groups with faculty all across North America. Their number one request of school administrators, <laughs> it's, it is deliver on your promises, mm. right? It, it, it really, I mean, if you say you're going to do it, do it, mm. right? You got to follow through on that. That's just a, prof- that's a professional you know, uh, habit. And so this gives you a chance to build evidence that you deliver on your promises, which then gives you the second key thing that you need, which is confidence in your leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this, this, this process, again, our goal isn't just to, to achieve goals. The, what we're trying to do is build a disciplined team. Right. That's the path. To, and you build a disciplined team by starting to learn with each other and solve problems together. So there's there's a there's a a, a strategy behind, underneath this where you're trying to you're trying to advance in three key areas of discipline, and that is leadership capacity, mm-hmm. organizational health, and continuous improvement. If you can if you can develop that, that there's twelve disciplines within those three areas, and they are the game changer. If you truly want to become an excellent Christian school. That's the path. It's not hard, but it does require a commitment from the top, and it requires a, a consistency day-to-day on execution. It's just like any other habit. It's just like the habit of, of prayer or fasting or doing your devotions. Yeah, and, and when you begin to get some wins, that builds momentum in the right direction. And, and Collins has a name yep. for this in his book. It's slipping my mind right now. There's the flywheel, right? The flywheel. There you go. Yep. Oh, I was yeah. just, and, and that's, that's what we begin that's to see happen when, Absolutely. when we get the wins and the comments. And, so, and, and Matt, what we've done is we've actually created, if, if you go to that website, if you go to, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're school leaders, uh, you know, we, we really, we have a great deal of respect for the AACS leadership and what, what you guys are trying to do. And, and, and of course for you, Matt. And so what we've, what we have done is created a discount code. So there's a, there's a, there's, there's the webinar that they can go watch at schoolgrowth.com slash 90 dash days. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, there's also then a, a workshop. So the webinar is just a one hour introduction. The workshop is an online three hour session that we're actually going to go deep. There's a deep dive into each stage and we're going to get, do some hands-on work together. Right. So they can, again, it is a, it's still a DIY, but it's a guided DIY. Right. Uh, if, you, if all you do is watch the webinar, you're going to get enough to kind of tease you, but you're not, you're not going to really know how to do it. Uh, the workshop takes you deeper and, and that's not, it's $199 per school. So the whole the, the team from the school can get together and work on this. But for AACS schools, we have we have uh, created a discount code that, that that and this is Matt. This is really important. This is only for AACS schools. Yes, <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll make sure that everybody, everybody knows this is not for every school. But you can use the discount code AACS, and they will get a fifty dollar discount off of that, making it one forty nine. And that's per school. Right. So per they school. Can have, Yes, yeah, so you, you can have three, four, or five people on that together and working through it. And when we do the workshop, we're actually going to break out into uh, you know digital rooms together, so you can work on some things and then come back to the larger group. And we're going to teach through the creation of that ninety-day crisis response plan. The, the great thing about it, Matt, is once you learn that process, guess what you could do? Well, Repeat it. One is. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. You can do. You can get to the end of June and, and celebrate. Yay, right. So as Christians, that means we've got to have some food, right? Right. And then, and then, and then we, and then we reset. And then, then end of June, we say, okay, now we did it. We got some things done. We we, we affirm that. We 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 leverage the the, you know, the energy and the flywheel momentum from that. And then we reset and do another ninety day plan for July, August, and September. Right now we're going to start. Now we got to open up school. We have to onboard new faculty. We have to establish our, you know, make clear about our, our core values. And there's really cool things that can happen. And then, and then we, then into September, we do it again. And then into December, we do it again. Right. And it, what you're creating is a rhythm of leadership. It's exactly what uh, uh, Collins is one of my favorite researchers and mm-hmm. authors in terms of organizational design. And, you know, in his follow-up book, to Good to Great, Great by Choice, he talks about the 20-mile march, right? And, that, and having that steady rhythm of leadership, that's the key. That's the secret sauce. When you go back to those organizations we mentioned earlier, you know, with Truett Cathy with Chick-fil-A or, mm-hmm. or, or the, the folks that, that you know, lead those other companies, all of them. All of them had that rhythm of leadership. There was a consistency day to day, person to person, location to location. And that's what we're missing in our schools. As a Christian school, and this is okay, this is my last kind of point, Matt. Mm-hmm. If you really want to grow as a Christian school, the key is to transition from selling, because uh, you are selling, right? Enrollment is selling. So it's tr- transition from making the, the curriculum, the core of your value proposition, and combining that instead with, with curriculum and culture, mm. okay? Because what Chick-fil-A sells isn't just – it's really not chicken sandwiches or waffle fries. Right. What they really sell is culture. They mm-hmm. just happen to sell chicken sandwiches. What they really sell is my pleasure. What they really sell is closed on Sunday. What they really sell is the consistently high level of relationship that you experience in every store, whether I'm in Burleson, Texas, or I'm in you know Lafayette, Louisiana, or around Atlanta, Georgia, right? I get the same experience and that's what they really sell. Yep. And they may copy your recipe, but they can't copy your culture, right? Exactly right. You can't copy culture. So this is a great opportunity for a school leader who wants to go a little deeper into this topic, thinking about the 90-day crisis response plan. The next 90 days are key. Scott's made uh, some training available for us at a discount, $50 discount to our school. So that may be something for you to check out. We'll be sure to put that link in the show notes for uh, those who are interested in looking at that. Well, Scott, I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast. I think you have dropped some serious truth bombs on us today in a good way. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it, it has been good. We, we hope to have you back soon. But, boy, oh, thank the, you. the next 90 days for our schools are just so important. Yes, there's still uncertainty. Um, but let's get some plans on paper. Let's get Absolutely. some wins. Let's get some let's confidence. Go. And let's get some data and uh, let's keep moving forward for the cause of Christ in Christian That's education. That's right. Let's knock some heads. That's right. Let's lead. God uses leaders to accomplish his plans. That is good. Well, I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of AACS Today. Don't forget to subscribe. We are now all over all sorts of different apps and places where you can find our podcast from Spotify to TuneIn. Of course, we're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, 
and all other sorts of names and places that I didn't even know existed when it came to podcasts. We are there. So if you could subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and a rating, we would certainly appreciate it. Scott, thanks again for joining us. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of AACS Today. We will be back with you soon.